Thank you for connecting to Game Chat. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Game Chat, episode two. We've got a good group of people today. It has expanded exponentially. Uh, let's just review who's in the channel. We've got two people returning from episode one, Beater and Bethaby. You want to just say hi to the uh, the people? Howdy. Hello. Howdy. Hello. And we've got three newcomers to Game Chat. Uh, who wants to go first? What about Angel? Introduce yourself first. Hi, I'm Angel, also known as United Nukes. Um, people call me Jeff, and I play a lot of Rocket League. Awesome. Any gaming memories that you want to share? Um, I would say back when I used to play my Super Nintendo 64, playing Mario for the first time. It was a good old fun time. Awesome, awesome. Next, we've got Demon Days 88. Yeah, hi. I'm Demon Days 88. You can call me EJ. My fondest memory would be being terrified of Mortal Kombat, the original intro screen. Segue into what's going to be happening later in this episode. But before then, let's review our final, last but not least, Jose on the station. Hello, I'm Jose, also known as Jose on the station. And if I had to give one gaming memory, it would probably be not that days. Every every time I'd get one, just beating it and not even sleeping, just going straight through. Awesome. <laughs> All three of them, first three. Awesome, awesome. So the rundown for today's show: what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be talking about. We're going to start off with a conversation on the societal impacts of gaming. And then we're going to move into a foray about Minecraft. Then after that, we're going to be reviewing MK11. We're going to get hands-on feedback from the, uh, from the gamers in the channel. And the then most we're going qualified to people to talk about it. The most qualified people to talk about it. Hardcore reviewers. And then we're going to be... Yeah, after that, we're going to talk about the state of Fortnite. Season 9 of Fortnite is out now. And Hello. We just want to see, nine seasons in, how is Fortnite respond? How are the players responding to Fortnite? And how is the developer advancing Fortnite? And then we're going to close it out with some news. So let's go first and talk about gaming societal impacts. Who plays games and why? Any thoughts on that initial thing? Who plays games and why do they play games? Kind of a broad question. That's very deep. Let me let me do a little breakdown here of the societal impact of gaming. So around I think it's twenty five percent of people, twenty five percent of gamers are below the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. And it's that same statistic, 25% of people are over the age of 35. What, does that have to, what, do you, what do you guys think of that statistic? Because it shows that people that used to play games back when they were kids are still playing games. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about that as, as gaming as a form of a, a medium that is just, just hooks itself on people and people carry that throughout life? 
that love for gaming throughout life. Well, I mean, that's it exactly, you know? Just well, that love for gaming and never dies, right? Well, well, well for like little the... kids, they haven't started yet. So it's the, uh, the initial drive to be like, whoa, this is a new world. Yeah, it's and the initial like exposure. We, we talked about last week uh, how they're finding more and more ways to kind of interact with individuals playing these games. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think part of that is adhering to every kind of audience, you know? You, yeah. Like, okay. uh, the original audience would have been, like, sad kids who want to escape reality, but now it's mm-hmm. really focused on uniting kids through multiple platforms, like Fortnite. It does phones, it does tablets, it does console. It's really that- expanding and it's uniting. Online gaming taking the world. Yeah, it really does build a whole community too. But before it used to be for the lonely, like, kid who was just bullied at school or just wanted to escape. Shots Mm -hmm. fired. It could, it could still be like that. Of course, there's single player games. So I'm not sure if you heard that heard that episode I did on gaming initially, but it's around sixty percent of Americans play video games daily. Awesome. And then the average gamer age is 34 years old, and then about 72% of the uh, are age 18 or older. So it shows that that. people are growing up with these things. And how does that, how do you think that changes the world that we live in when people are expressing themselves in in a medium like gaming? Who wants to go first? Um, You said, how does it affect the world? How does it, yeah, how does it affect the world? How does it affect the people who are viewing the world? Because now these people are viewing the world through a video, like through a screen, um, and viewing, you know, wholly different worlds than, than what we're in. It can be really dangerous. It can be. I mean, there's some kids who can't tell the difference yet, but like now there's the, uh, the caution, don't attempt this at home. And mm-hmm. it's really sad that kids think that world is a real is a is a virtual reality yeah but adults they just they know now some don't some didn't understand that the difference but it's it's a weird that's why yeah that's why some games are rated like mature 17 plus or for teen or everyone or even the one that i don't think used a lot yet the adults only I know it used to be known like for a while, but I don't think they use it anymore. But yeah. that's why like they kind of like put age limits on games and then they say, hey, don't play this until, you know, you mature it a little bit or just, you know, stay away from these games entirely unless, you know, you're more prepared to do it. Yeah, I think the, the thing that I'm trying to get at is how is it now that games are becoming more and more realistic? Sure, because they're becoming photorealistic. The graphics are getting really good. But mm-hmm. those games are also infused with real people so you're playing with real people all the time it goes back to what we were talking about online gaming taking the world by storm yeah how does it change the aspect or maybe the gaming plane when there's so many people in that medium does it change the relationship like the people that how how people interact with each other maybe in the in it for sure it changes how people interact with each other online because we can see negative and positive impacts of that but does that change how people learn how to interact with people and then if we further that does that change how people interact with people in the real world 
I mean, um, yes. Yeah, I think it definitely does, and I think it works both ways. Uh, like, I think it can make people even more creative, especially games like Minecraft, where there's so many things you can do, and you can just let your imagination run wild. I mean, interacting with people even on games like this, just I think it can really help a lot of people, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree. In the real world. Ju- it can. It can because as EJ, like you said, you know, the game, like back when games were first developed and those older gamers, now they used to be like the, maybe the more shy people, but now they have a whole world in their, like now the shy kids have a whole world in their hands. Does that help them build relationships with people when oh, definitely. they could just put on a headset? Yeah. I'd say so. Because... I don't, I... I'll go, sorry. I'd say so because I mean for me I'm all the way across the country and yeah I mean we're doing this podcast together because we built friendships playing these games together and But that's saying that we're not toxic people to begin with as far as I know that I know. we can hold a so on so friendship via the PlayStation there's other people who are very toxic and just will go out and send hate and just think they are just tough as nails behind the screen. Just, That's just true. Yeah. And they're yeah. just being really mean people and they think they're protected, but they'll meet someone who's even meaner and then they'll like send a, a virus message to them and it'll just, it can become a community of hate as well. And I mm-hmm. think that having etiquette, a virtual etiquette, overall shows in a community and how you can become friends Uh with them. Yeah, I know a lot of games now are taking steps to remove toxicity from their communities. Like, for example, Rainbow Six Siege, which we touched upon a little bit in our previous episode. But they, excuse me, they have a report suspicious behavior button. If you feel like uh, the game that you're currently in is unfair or you're unmatched, and if you and there is a friendly fire system, which means that you could kill teammates. But now what they've done is if you want to ruin someone's day and do that, all the damage is going to come back to you. And instead, you're going to be the one who ends up falling on the floor and you will get banned for it. And that's, I guess, the first step in a long, long road of trying to cure toxicity. Yeah. And now when you're interacting with those people, let's say. A, a because I, we met as adults, right? So we were mostly fully formed in terms of our personalities. Yeah, yeah. But Definitely. what if it's a what if it's a child that that is growing in this medium, in this like growing with a headset on their head, and right. they're being impacted by the people that they're interacting with? Well, I want to start and say that that's kind of what the world's turned into. Like, uh, obviously, M-rated games are clearly not being you know, made monitor. For, yeah, because when you think of okay, when you think of someone playing a rated M game, you mostly think of minors or children. Because that's just their form of entertainment. Yeah. And that's why I mean this is kind of jumping the news a little bit. That's why in the Senate there's that guy that wants to propose a bill to ban loot boxes loot boxes oh, yeah. in games targeted against minors because even though they have the rated M label, assuming that everyone playing the game is over 17, they're not. They're just not. Yeah. And that's, that's something unfair to the game developers. They have no control over 
other than labeling their games appropriately, those who purchase the game, they have no control over it. They advertise it during certain times of the day where children should not be watching TV. They advertise it in places where children are not. And in the end, the only way to get the game is through an adult. And that's the adult in their life that will not that's that's making the wrong choice for their child that they care for, they buy the game for. Yeah. Who cares mm-hmm. if they throw a tantrum because they don't have the game they want? It shouldn't be a reason. An adult should be stronger than a child in yeah. saying, like, no, this is an end game. This has violence. This has nudity. This has vulgar actions. You cannot watch this. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. 100%. It's like... Uh... It's like that video game that came out. Uh, I don't remember the year. It was like Far Cry okay. 3. Yeah, that too. But um, in Far Cry 3 from Ubisoft, when that game came out, that game, that game even now, is extremely violent. Like the way you kill people and like the themes. And, the, and incredibly. And the themes that are portrayed in not just Far Cry 3, but like the games after is incredibly, if a kid plays that, and watches that, then they're not they're they're exposed to something negative and something that they're not ready for. They yeah. shouldn't be ready for. Period. Just Bioshock and all these games, they're all oh, rated yeah, M for mature. It says it clearly. Even the Even advertisements the are put from eight to two a.m., five a.m., like the midnight hours. Children should not see these games and their existence, like. Mm-hmm. they're only finding out through like older brothers granted yes yeah. older brothers siblings cousins aunts, like parents but older people should have the authority you can't if you cannot say no to a child and you yourself are a child you should That's not true. be playing a rated m game yeah because as we talked about in the last game and um and beater was put really well that when you're buying a game you're buying an experience and I mean, now we can further that definition and say that when you're buying a game, you're buying a platform. And a lot of people can buy into that platform. And yeah. into the community as well. And into the community, yeah. And, and not all the people that are buying into it are inherently good or not toxic. Mm-hmm. And when you're buying that game for a minor, a, a mature game, say like a Call of Duty or an MK11, like we're going to be talking about, it's you're buying you're buying into the people that are playing that game and they may not all be the best influence for that kid it's it's all up to the discretion of who is the influence you know just a child should just not be able to have influence over an adult even if that adult is an avid gamer if i myself had a child I would not buy them Bioshock. I would want them to play Mario. I would have them develop themselves into better formed individuals and show them the etiquette that they need. Yeah. You can't just throw them off into the wild and expect them to yeah. thrive. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't know what you could really compare it to because you're there has to be some sort of comparison here where you're putting that kid into a social situation and Oh yeah, definitely. You're, you're having them respond to the people at the other end, and exactly. Sometimes you can be lucky and get you know a really good person at the other end, and you could build good friendships. But sometimes you know you'll you'll reach the you know the very 
the player the breaking that point. Just, the breaking point the people that don't want to have a good time and or they're not having a good time and they throw that stress and that anger on other people yeah yeah and definitely and in every aspect that it is yeah it, but in every aspect that is a social situation because it's not just a game anymore um it's not just like the single player games that they use people used to have like the mario games now we have games like we're going to talk about with fortnite where there are hundreds and thousands of people on that game that you come to contact in a in an hour play session mm-hmm. and people that can hurt you yeah with verbal abuse and whatnot and I think it's also when should people have mics? We can all agree that there's some people that should not own a mic. You do not need to talk yeah. or scream into a game. But mm-hmm. especially a minor, 13-year-old, 7-year-old, like 10-year-old should not have a mic. Like yeah. granted headphones can be used as a mic. Anything can be used as a mic. But mm-hmm. why is why are they gaming unsupervised why like why do they have access to this game right now yeah while screaming like little kids can scream profanity too they they'll learn it quickly in the toxic environment that's and true like, yeah why are they not the being games. All right, i have a question yeah. for you guys yeah so when we're all pretty young early 20s right mm-hmm. so yeah. when did we all start playing online games say like call of duties Maybe some of us a little earlier than that. It's like I um, for sure started like Call of Duty Four, so I think we're all pretty used to these kind of people we've been talking about, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. started. You kind of learned along yeah. the way, right? Yeah. We've been around the block. Right. We've been around the block yeah. a couple times. I think um, we're all pretty normal people, you know. I yeah. Poppy poo. Too much. I think. You should answer uh, that. I think I was. 15 or 16 when i got like when i was doing like online play i don't remember i think the first online game was destiny oh yikes. yeah so I, was, I was a little <laughs> later. Yeah. yeah yeah i was about like eight years old. no i think no i think the first no i think the first online game was i remember we played the first watchdogs probably we played the first watchdogs together okay yeah yeah so we're on there then yeah i used yeah mm-hmm. i think for me it's probably like maybe four years old Playing. Stop. Uh, <laughs> so like, <laughs> oh, I, I would play Quake on the computer. Real oh yeah. Oh, no, my my yeah. first no, my first exposure to video games was playing yeah, SOCOM yeah. on the PS2. So I, you know, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, it really does. Y- y'all ever play the Tycoon games? <laughs> Those were an online, but I like the Tycoon games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, my first exposure would have been like uh, Call of Duty. I think I played like on the no Guitar Hero, Call of Duty on the first yes. PlayStation, PS2 as well. But I played with my brothers. I played supervised. They would talk. They would be like, "You're trash," and I'm like, "Thanks. <laughs> Teach me. You're trash yeah, too." <laughs> Literally, bro. Thanks, bro. And so it's. It was supervised. It was my brother showing me how to be in this environment and like how to react to people yelling. And if yeah. people are hating, guess what? You can leave the game or you can turn off your mic. You That's do not true. need to talk to them. Exactly. It's and the easiest. It's, it's, it's the easy etiquette. To, 
yeah, it's the etiquette, and it's easy to avoid those situations because all you have to do is just close the app, uh, close the game, or just leave them voice chat. Yeah, honestly, but little kids who don't have the guidance will not understand those options. Little kids think yeah. that they need to fight back. Yeah. They need the, they don't have any other options except stand, or maybe mm-hmm. they're too prideful, even though they don't really understand the concept of that. They'll feel some type of need to defend themselves. And yeah. it creates more toxic, and then you just breedy toxic gamer, like those in Overwatch. Yes, <laughs> and it's like what we were mentioning earlier, where people feel stronger maybe behind a screen um, when they don't really show their their show their full selves. Oh yeah. Do you think that's a, that, that? I mean, that is an issue. I mean, I don't think they really thought around that. I think that's a main issue. Oh, but baby, when did you start gaming? I started when I was maybe twelve when I played the first. I played COD Four and Bad Company One, but the first Black Ops scared me. Like the intro. No, nah, the first Black, the first Call of Duty Black Ops scared me because I remember I bought it, I took it home, I pl- I had an Xbox at the time, I put it into the Xbox, and then I started playing it, and then the and then the beginning where the uh, main character was getting interrogated with electricity, that just scared me horribly. So I just ejected the disc and I returned it. Like, nope, <laughs> I'm like, nope, not dealing with this. And like, see, uh, look. I, that's a mature game, and you were how old? 14, 13, I don't know, and, I don't remember when the game came out. And that's the issue. You had the game, but your reaction was, nope, I'm out, I don't need it, I don't want it, take it away to- from me. Totally bought the game a couple years later and played it, but you know, yeah. that's beyond the point. But look, the point was that for your age, it was appropriately labeled. Yeah. Yeah. More than enough. How did you get that game? <laughs> That's good. I don't remember. I just I just remember booting it up and like it's scaring the living daylights out of me. Then I'm like, nope. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. That's, the, that's my the usual reaction story. with uh, horror games nowadays. Oh, boot it up. Oh, it's scary. Okay. I'll I, <laughs> I have. I get I my refund. <laughs> yeah, I get my refund real fast. Let me get that Outlast you refund. You get your seven dollars from your sixty dollar game. Yeah, Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. We that's go a back lot of the. Can we go back to the question, the central question? Yes. Yes. What game did you play, and how did you react with AB? Like I said, I did COD, and that was, was, I think, where a lot... COD and Halo was where a lot of the toxicity started to brew. Of course. It was all about... That's where a lot of us grew up, right? Yeah. Yeah. All about... Warfare 2. Yeah, that's it was all about being better. Than, and if you weren't better, then the only way you knew how to respond online is to lash out because like like we were talking about, it gives you a sense like you're hiding behind a mask when you're on. Yeah. And like Poppy Pooh said, you're on that plat you're buying a platform to connect to the rest of the world. And it's it's very scary. And of course people are going to want to hide, you know, things about them. Yeah. But you see and it's just what it's just what you show in terms of like your profile and how you show yourself in terms of your voice. Yeah. And how you interact with people. Yeah. And is that is that like that could be also that could also be viewed as a strength of the the platform too because as you mentioned with the giving somebody a mic right when you're giving that person the microphone 
you're giving them a voice in the game, in the platform, in that world. Um, mm -hmm. Should there be a limit to when or to uh, the an age appropriate like time where the the voice should be given? Yes, the voice in, because if if we if we took like look at it this way, um, just in the general in society, let's say let's take the U.S. When you're 18, you could vote, right? Yeah. So you have a voice. Okay. You have a voice in that society. In in a game, when you should you be allowed? Is there an age appropriate time to have a voice? Is it dependent think, on the game? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think you'd need to develop as a person before you get ready to go on the internet because if you're like a kid going on the internet then it's a new scary place and you can pretty much make up anything you know? yeah you can... but th that's when you when you introduce the language of develop as a person it's it's tricky because is it 18 when you're allowed to vote is it 21 when you're you know old enough to drink and gamble is it is it when you're actually like when your brain is fully developed at like 25 to 27? Right. No, I wouldn't. I think you I just go that need far. to have a general understanding of the real world and understand that the internet, while it's, you know, revolutionary, it's not exactly the safest place. Exactly. And there are all types of people on there. And I think in, before you get your voice ready, you need to understand that. You need to understand what the internet is, pretty much. Like, yeah, understand yeah. there are people that'll try and steal your info, and then yeah, there so are nice we'll read your IP address. Like, yeah, and I think it's also that they should you should base it not only on the game they play. Like, um, in Call of Duty, I would not. I would have my mic because I would play multiplayer because I'm scared of zombies mm -hmm. and I would have to talk to my teammates just because I wanted to see what they were doing. Yeah. I wanted to talk to them, but obviously being a girl in a gaming environment, which is predominantly male, Next. it would be really awkward. So I would leave and not use my mic. And that's yeah. something you learn, you learn and you adapt. But yeah, that's because yeah. I knew I was a mature level of yourself, which was like, you know, obviously my brother could have put a password on the PlayStation to prevent me from going on it. Mm -hmm. And but it wasn't. It was he that? saw that I yeah, you can. <laughs> parental controls, my guy. But it, I'm gonna go put some parental controls on Bat's uh PlayStation. <laughs> you have access to my account. You have access to my account. I don't know how you haven't already. Yeah. Um but it's literally just how mature you are and it should be judged on the adult because obviously a child should mm -hmm. not own a playstation it's an adult's playstation and they need to focus and not have you unsupervised in a room in the dark with a tv screen just screaming at strangers <laughs> yeah they need to yeah. be present even if they hate it i think mm -hmm. we as gamers would say like yeah i'd, I'd play games with my kid I would be around mm -hmm. and you can shape and mold them. And it's just being supervised and seeing how they are. Yeah. And the easiest way to just quantify how, like at what level your personality or your person is, is through age. Mm -hmm. um, because that's how the ESRB does it. Who rates the games 17 yeah. and up is mature. Um, and, and that's how really the, the world does it. You know, 18, you're ready to vote stuff like that. So, 
is there like when you're 17 and up on a mature game is that good is that the age appropriate to be talking in those parties when you're e10 is that good it's it's oneself's own mature level that's people of all ages are going to be playing that game regardless of the rating yeah yeah i agree so, like, who figures this out then? Is it up to the parents? It yes. has to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of. I think it's a matter of parents. Try, try not to have that much responsibility there. Like, well, my kid plays violent video games. Well, you bought them that game. You yeah, left well, them on also, your phone. Well, it's also like uh, some like parents want to be like the cool parents who want to be like best friends with their with their kids. When realistically, they're supposed to be like a uh, a figure of. How to grow up? So I feel like when yeah. they buy these mature games, like they're they're acting they're acting more of like a friend than a parent. Like, ah, bro, yeah, you see how I just bought you that? But realistically, they should just be a parent and tell them, hey, you're not ready for this yet. You haven't matured yet. Uh, yeah. Let's let's take a step back. And yeah. that's sad. If you're a parent and you fall into peer pressure from your own child, you need to uh-huh. reevaluate yourself <laughs> and and think. <laughs> Does the parent know in some cases that this is the case, like that this is what happens with this game? Like, no, I mean, they're sure they see, yeah, like they see the mature labeled, and do they know, like, I mean, they could read, like, oh, it'll say graphic violence, blood, whatever. Are just some parents they just don't, they don't, uh, yeah, I feel like this generation of parents, it's just not all of them are really, you know, they're not on the same level of understanding what's actually happening in these games. But I feel like maybe yeah. the next generation definitely will understand, yeah, because so, there are. Oh, sorry, Bethany. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was about to, I was about to ask and turn the conversation in a new direction. So. Oh, okay. So before that, like there are some games then, like Fortnite. I don't know what, what's what's Fortnite rated. It's it, rated T, I believe. It's rated T. Okay. So when you're, thir- to, yeah. when you're thirteen, then you can play that game, and yes. you can interact with anybody playing that game. And when a parent sees that, they're like, okay, it's just a a stupid game where you're building stuff. Right, they see the cartoony graphics, and they're like, oh, yeah. it's the kids' game. Yeah, but there's um, violence in that game. Yeah, so but- that was kind of where I was going to take the conversation. It's because humans are very competitive in nature. Okay. And just because a game is rated T does not mean it's a safe environment for those people, because you're still going to have people that are going to be really aggressive and probably still swear and say these things just because of the competitive nature. Yeah. So, I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, I think that's inherently true. Um, and it depends on... I think at any age, really, you're competitive. Right. Yeah, 100%. So, so from the moment you pick up that controller and you see that, hey, I'm in a lobby with um, 99 other people, and if I defeat them all, I'm the champion, and I, I'm above one, uh, like a 99 other people. I'm number one across those people. I mean, it's a competition in, in, inherently. Mm-hmm. And I, when, the person, when the person with a controller in their hand, be that you know, an adult or a kid, they say to themselves, okay, I want to win. And maybe sometimes that idea of winning clouds the, the etiquette that we were talking about, the online etiquette. I think the sense of competition definitely brings out people sometimes. Not always, but... Most sometimes you will find those people that are going to be really aggressive. 
I, I think in most cases, though, that's that's what happens because when you're right. winning in a game, I don't think you're really, or maybe there are some cases where you know you're just raging that your your team is not doing as well as you are, maybe. Yeah, they're doing as well as you think they should. Or the, yeah. yeah, there's definitely. If you're losing, it's really clear. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, plus to us also in competitive games, you get ranks based on like your skill level. Yeah. So let's say you're let's say you're in the middle, like let's say like a gold player is like in the middle, and you're on a whole team full of golds, and they're not performing as well as you think they should. Well, it's because based on their rank, and there's a bunch of other factors that come into it. Yeah. And now let's let's take this scenario. If I put the, the let's put this out there, there's the same gamer, average gamer, and they're playing one game. Let's say they're playing a competitive online uh, first-person shooter game. And then the other game is just some random single player game. And they come to a point in that game and I, in both games where they're, they're losing, they lose at something. Either they, they lose the match in the first person shooter multiplayer game, or they're losing at whatever level they are on the single player game. Yeah. What's the difference in their rage, right? Because if you're raging with other people, I feel like that person would be getting mad to a higher degree and quicker than when you're by yourself. Yeah. And definitely. it would show itself differently. What, what, what do you guys think about that? Is it when you're introduced with other people? Is that the issue? I, yeah, because I feel like when you're introduced, sorry, Bethany, but I feel like when you're introduced, well, it's not more of a, because when you play a single player game, it's kind of like, I wouldn't necessarily say all on you, but that's basically what it is because you're by yourself, like playing this game. But in a multiplayer game, no one person is just going to say, oh, yeah, my bad, or that's my fault. They like to share the blame, and then they start accusing because no one ever wants to admit that they're wrong. It's just, you know, basic human uh, ethics. They just don't want to admit that they're wrong. Yeah. So when you're losing at that single-player game, you're like, eh, you know, it's on me, whatever. It's like, oh, you know, I accidentally jumped off something that I wasn't supposed to. But if it's a multiplayer game, then you can get on that microphone and just start you know, yelling at your team and sharing the blame when realistically it could have been yeah, your fault to a, begin with. Yeah, it's like, why didn't anybody help me? I was down, stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. But yeah. they just yeah, they just share the blame for their own misdeeds. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I can see that. And it's inherently at the point where you're placed in a societal or a social situation. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I agree hundred percent. So now oh before before we move on, I, I just wanted to go jump back on the point that EJ was mentioning being a, a female in gaming and how that plays a role in the society of gaming. And I know you mentioned your perspective a little bit, being kind of scared to introduce, you know, your voice in a, you know, very male dominated society. Do you think that's changing now? If I can get your opinion on that? I would hope it's changing, but females are still being very sexualized in gaming instead of now it's harassment it's uh, a sexualization it's uh, mm-hmm. a bombarding of questions it's well you're a girl so you must not be good or you're mm-hmm. a girl so you must be a nerd so it's it's definitely girls can game it's just still very much prideful for men to see girls gaming it's like they, and, and they that's have, the issue they have too much pride I, a little bit. Some people just don't want to expand or let other people enjoy a game that's meant to be shared. It's, yeah. It can be very uncomfortable, off-putting, 
and maybe like just turn you away from gaming. I know for a long time I I stopped. I just turned off my PlayStation, didn't turn it back yeah. on. I didn't have my PS Plus. I just did not want to be a part of the community. Yeah. And it's it shouldn't be like that. It's a game. <laughs> Everyone should yeah, have a right exactly. to play a game. And for all the people that don't know what PS Plus is, PlayStation Plus, it's the ability you buy into it and you get the ability to play online. So subscription not, service. It's a yeah. Thank you. It, um, so by not paying for that service, you just withhold all online capabilities. Uh, yeah, and um, freer free games and um, yeah. What else is there? there so the ability to become part of the community. Yeah. And you just say, you know what, I don't want to be a part of this. And it's probably those same people that are just toxic to everyone. Or is there some sort of hidden thing? Because when it comes down to it, um, I saw, I, I was reading up on the history of gaming, and there was, initially it was just everybody was able to play this game. But then when they, people, the, um, the supermarkets started to create uh, toy aisles, they made to- boy toys and, and girl toys. And game developers like Nintendo decided to put their gaming consoles into the the boy side. And I guess since then it's just grown as like this male dominant or only boys can play games. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. Um, but what I saw is that the idea would be just you can really play a game as long as you had brothers or someone in your life who did it. It'd be yeah. really strange for a girl who had no introduction to play a game. That's true. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I see the same thing for my sister. Like, if she'll pick up a controller, even you know, they'll say, "Oh, what are you doing? That's a that's a that's a boy thing." You know, you know, go play with your dolls or something. And, and yeah, what, it's is, only when guys are doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So, do you think now, like, with the changes that were that are being um, in our society now, just in the real world, where people are getting more, um diverse opinions and more um, equality and more exposure. Do you think that's translating into gaming into the people that play games and the people that, I mean, I think in the people that make games, yeah, it is, it is being shown in their introduction of new and very diverse, like a cast of character. But do you think of the people that are playing games, are they becoming a little bit more accepting? Um, those who play the games, some, yes. Those who don't have a problem with sharing the atmosphere in the community. But obviously, there's always going to be hecklers. There's always going to be people who just want to do it for the troll, for the meme. And just to be, Mm -hmm. just to have that feeling of superiority. Yeah. So it's just the people that just don't have a very good personality about them anyway that are just going to hold on to that. People who just want to still be mean to girls will still be mean to girls. But yeah. if behind closed doors, they will all go at Pokemon or just other girls who game. Yeah. But I don't think those gamer girls put a good image out there either. It's, you think that's an issue? I, I would think that over-sexualizing yourself, while, like, there's nothing wrong with being like yourself and gaming. But I think when you bank off of it and put yourself in a position where guys, you get paid to have guys look at you, predominantly guys look at you, you're not making any justice for yourself. You're just mm-hmm. 
you're just going with it, you know? Yeah. And that's and that that inherently is a catch twenty two because you know, you could say you can say that, like what you just said, or you can say, you know, what these these women are being what they want to be and you can't say anything about that. So oh, think, but where's, is it, where's the decide where's the cutting line between that? Is it the if the they city? said it there's if they said it themselves that this is what I want to do because I love showing off my cleavage and playing Minecraft, then that's great and you do that and that's just showing that you can do that, but mm. other girls don't have to. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. that you cannot. I think that's great. Like go yeah. do that if but if she's only doing it because she wants the game and she knows the only way to sh get views is to show cleavage, then that's an issue. Okay. Yeah. I think should we uh, should we move on? Yeah, I need. I think now after that, you know, good introduction with Minecraft is going to be a good segue into our next topic, um, Minecraft and how to grow a game. So, who wants to cover like the history? Just a very brief history. Well, Notch, God. Angel, you want to start us off? Of course. Yeah, like, what, what was Minecraft and what is Angel. Minecraft? Oh, oh, yes. Where it all started, brother. Notch. Yes. Back in the yes. I'll tell you where I began. I'm sorry, I think around 2011, 2012. 11. Uh, about Minecraft there. Out, yeah, about there. Like, on a, on a website. They had their own website. I think it was Minecraft.net. You can yes. play like this a lot smaller version than it is now, version of Minecraft. Everything was a lot brighter. It's pretty ugly. There was probably like six blocks <laughs> in the whole game. Pretty ugly. And then you know, as time went on, of course, more blocks were added. Multiplayer was added. You can play with your friends. You can build together. Worlds were expanded. And then fast forward, how many years? Uh, eight, nine, seven? I'm seven, eight years. They sold it. Then the, oh, it did? became a bigger. They Notch did. had sold it, and uh, I would think 2015. Yeah, they sold the Microsoft. Wait, isn't there I another believe. company on it? Yeah, Microsoft, Wait. right? Isn't it Mojang? Mojang. And then Microsoft bought Mojang. Yes. There yes. Yeah. Notch had sold it, sold again, and then it had avid advertisements and like displayed more. And then YouTube became more popular with its gamers. Yeah. The Minecraft. That, it dominated gamers. YouTube for a while. When CNamers I... dropped that tutorial on how to play Minecraft. Yes. You're now crazy. You're Sky, 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 Sky does, does Minecraft. Minecraft. He was the yes. second coming. Now y'all bring uh, it back to Jerome the Jerome TSF. Ooh. Jerome. Now, now she's really oh, what is it? Ant Venom. Ant Venom. Ant Venom. Oh, man. Yeah. If you can craft, you can Yes. Yeah. Just use yes. a sword, you decide. As you can see, there's a very large history of the Minecraft. There is. There's a lot of people that have played the game and just crafted a lot of cool, fun things. Okay, who wants to cover what is Minecraft? For those that don't Angel? know. <laughs> I think you should Minecraft? just play Minecraft. Is the game Angel, go full just... send, bro. Oh, man. I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> Minecraft is just... The ends and this is going to be a full... A random one. Two-hour podcast and just Minecraft. Exactly. You, the game you load up the game Minecraft, start a new world, you name it, do whatever you want with it. You jump in, it's just a blank canvas. You can have it be just nothing, or you can just have lots of environments around you. And the game kind of just sends you off, and it's like just go survive, go build, do what you want. 
Yeah. It's kind of just up to the player to decide what they want to do. They can go and try and fight dragons, kill a bunch of enemies underground in these caves, or you can just go build houses, build your own towns, just do anything you want, really. There's no limitations of what can be done in Minecraft. But that's now. Imagine how it was before, and just there was no end. There was going to the nether was your goal. That was basically your end. Yeah, yeah. before that, going... build to give an idea for how to give an idea for how crazy things have gotten. Before it's, it's, it was just a survival. It was like a survival tycoon. But there's there's mechanics in the game that you can use to build stuff like redstone, which is something that's like electricity, pretty much. Oh, yeah. And it's gotten to the point now where you can build like a working FaceTime in Minecraft, and it would update in real time. And that's, yeah, that's, that's how crazy it's gotten. That's crazy. These additions were created after Mojang was bought as well. They weren't things that existed. Like the innovation came when they saw that they could really make bank off of this Mm -hmm. concept. Yeah. So that's after Mojang bought Notch and the the IP from Notch initially. Yeah. Yeah. All for background, Notch is a Swedish game designer who just wanted to have fun. Notch is yeah. Swedish. Notch is just the one guy. Notch is one man. Oh, one it's just human. one guy. Okay. I yeah, Notch is just one guy. I thought it was a, a small, like, indie studio. No, no, no. Notch is just one he, guy. He oh. was one man who decided, a like, super let, me, sweet head. let me put <laughs> things <warrior>. together <laughs> and just let's see what I can do. Let's see what I can build. Here's this yeah. basic program concept, and it's it's blown off from there like i don't think he even got royalties because he didn't even think his game was gonna make it yeah and that's what's kind of that's what's kind of like kind of funny but it's also kind of like sad because he thought like it wouldn't take off and then once like other companies started jumping in like you know mojang and then microsoft making their own like uh player models and skins and then sony asked getting their own like with the whole thing happening like and how big it got it's kind of it's kind of funny it's kind of sad to see how you know how far it's Gone. Like how it's but he's still super rich. Still Not super rich. Can confirm. Rich. Still can confirm. So, in terms of Minecraft, how what's the draw of the game now? I mean, back then it was just like the, the novelty of building things, but now there's a lot of stuff to do. I think for no. me it's nostalgia. There's nostalgia? a couple. So, like in the game, there's a couple different bosses you can fight that take a lot of time to get to. Mm-hmm. Like it's something to work towards. Yeah, it's um, and you're and, building stuff all the time. Yeah, that's true. It shows you start, up, you know, your progression. Like yeah. you start from nothing and you work your way there to pretty much being able to take on these big threats. And it's like life part, part two. <laughs> it's very intense. I know that, like, if sense. you work hard to get to I mean, the levels definitely. you have. I know. You can do it with friends. Sorry. You can still have rage with your own friends. I know I've killed Angel in Minecraft and Jose in Minecraft. And Jose has definitely were... fallen into a lot of lava pits in our time. They're, they're <laughs> not very fond of it. I think it's a funny <laughs> haha, and they're like, I'm going to kick awful. you from the party. Something that adds to that experience is um there's a 
setting called hardcore. Where it's basically you have mm-hmm. one life and you can't die. And recently, there's there was the streamer who, um, the streamer who had had five years total in hardcore Minecraft, and he'd been five playing years. it five five years, yep. and he's been five building because once you're that once you die, you're like dead. dead. And he died recently. And once you die, you're not allowed back into your hardcore. Oh my goodness. I would so after cry. Five years, after five years, he died. And then it went. Yeah. It kind of like. It kind of crazy on Reddit, too. It kind of blew up in the gaming world because you never realized <laughs> um, that a game like that he, could have such a gravitational pull towards some people. Uh, I saw he was killed he by a spider. Lava. But it was probably a bunch he, of stuff. He, no, because the screenshot was just like. He wasn't like in lava. I think he like either fell off a cliff or got shot with an arrow. One of the two. Wow. I would like, like to think that he fell in lava, and it was <laughs> something real that he can't even get anyone. He can't even say he got mad at anyone. Yeah, wow. but still, like, like for said, five though, years it, just to have that world and then end it. That's it. It's like I over, said, man. though, it kind of it kind of blew up because you didn't realize that it could have such a gravitational pull. Yeah, that someone could devote like obviously not five consecutive years like just sitting down playing minecraft 24 7 but to I mean, you be could. En- engrossed in this world for five years and to lose it all and it kind of really speaks that minecraft stood the testament of time if it's able if news like that is able to blow up now yeah a person but... playing for five years this game and playing throughout those updates since those five years yeah. have gone on that's true. Like going to the, going to the end, and I would I was surprised when I when I saw that he didn't like die finding the Ender Dragon because that's just a mission in itself. Yeah, the Ender Dragon, wow. by the way, for people that don't know, is like the final, the end it's boss. One, and... Yeah, it's one of the bosses. We're in the end game now. We're in the end game now. It's um... the end game. <laughs> no, I think it's it's also did it only stand the test of time because it was improved? Would we be playing it if Notch still owned the game and? It was just six blocks. I feel like it probably the human, it, would. it would have to have been picked up by somebody. There's no way because games nowadays are just getting picked up by somebody who is curious about it. So you think it would have been inevit- inevitable that Notch would have sold the game to somebody if if not yeah, more another another developer? Yeah, I probably think so because if you think if you think about it, if he was just sitting on that IP like Minecraft, Angel was saying for like all these years and it was like just a bunch of like ugly textures and blocks someone mm-hmm. who actually wanted probably wanted to see this game come alive yeah they probably would have just like not probably would have sold it to whoever and then it probably would have either become minecraft or at least something a little larger so i feel like yeah that's probably the case yeah. so before we go back to the uh central question i was just going to touch on one more thing that can maybe trans that there's kind of been like a resurgence of Minecraft lately. Mm-hmm. Of course. I don't really know what it is, but another thing that adds to that cool. is there is there's in Minecraft you can get texture packs which contain change the awesome. way everything looks in the world. You mean the and there's, texture packs? There's this I don't know if it's a texture pack or a mod for PC that's out right now, but it's like a super realism uh yeah. Oh yeah, Angel knows what I'm talking about, but it's like crazy. It, <laughs> it, it changes. Realism? 
I haven't seen this. It's super it, it actually makes the grass look like actual grass. It's waving That's around. Scary. And like the ocean it zooms, in, it zooms in on the wood That's actually and it's just like super detailed and everything. There's even a VR version of it where it's everything's super realistic. There's a VR version of that? It's pretty great, oh. yeah. And that's, that's a mod to the game. Um, yes. Yeah, it's not like officially like, like licensed. Maybe Angel or Babe, you guys want to explain what mods are when they're used like on PC? Angel. For people that don't know what a <laughs> mod basically, is. Basically, mods are just an, an added enhancement to the game. So something that's yeah. not already in the game, but someone outside of the game, or I guess the developer could make their own mods. That's it's, just and like kind of like a DLC thing. or add-on. Yeah. it's an expansion made by it's an expansion made by someone who doesn't you know own the game and Work. make content for the game right like one of the mods i used to have was being able to carry like two items with both your hands before it was actually added later on so i would have two Whoa. swords instead of just having yeah. one that's actually a good point too because other mods that are that are created by like the fans they can be and the developers can just kind of like take it and absorb it and say hey can we use this and add it in our game, like Angel was saying, like using two hands, like that hasn't really been done before. And now you can put a shield or like a map or something. It's uh, even in uh, like other games too, like Left 4 Dead 2, which is a zombie horde uh, game. Uh, there was someone who took a whole level and like <clears throat> did it themselves. They like touched up a whole level and everything. And then Valve contacted them and said, hey, can we use this? And then they took it. And then they basically made it into their own level and they sold it off as DLC. Yeah. And okay. it shows that when a developer pays attention to their community, they can grow mm -hmm. a game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So part and of the growing the game question that we should talk is about the is the community. Because one example of this I can think of is Super Mario Maker. Where oh, yes. they make give more. people the tools to make their own levels. And it kind of shows that, it, like I saw a video essay talking about how it shows if people can be good game designers or not. Yeah. Um, uh, well, like having all those tools accessible to the player is part of what makes them great, I think. It's kind of sweet. Mm -hmm. In terms of Minecraft, though, I think you have all the... I mean, you have... If you go into, like, creative mode where you can have... Every, no, they give you everything. They give you everything. But they don't give you... Do they give you any create like creative tools to change the game? Other, I mean, if you unless you're doing them like you're a person making modifications so, no. of the game yeah when you add no, mods no. on the pc version you can like world edit where you can just flatten an entire island version, in like two seconds so. yeah but on the console <laughs> versions yeah <laughs> because that's what i think that mojang does well they're just paying attention to what the people are saying about the game versus like watching what people are are mm -hmm. i mean they're watching what people are doing but watching people change it oh yeah um in in, in, in like terms of what they give like the tools that they give them i think you know what I'm trying to say? Where yeah. they don't have any developer tools in Minecraft, but when they see people use their own tools to change it, they're like, oh, you know what? This is a very cool idea. People want this, and let's change it up. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yeah. <clears throat> and another thing is that when you pay attention to your community, you're also paying attention to the outside world and like the pop culture, which I think they really do well with what Bethavia was mentioning in terms of the texture packs and skin packs and like they're all, all the like the popular movies have a texture pack associated with them so it generates <laughs> yeah oh, stranger things yeah, the, the stranger things the incredible stuff. skin pack is the best movie skin pack don't even at me yeah so like and, and other games too other oh, games I, that are have like that's how they maintain the hype around the game where you introduce like some different skins to the game 
based on your favorite characters from other games and you're like mm-hmm. oh i'm playing as mr incredible in minecraft in my minecraft yes. world making making my own uh you know little community mm-hmm. and that's another very cool thing that that mojang is pushing uh just kind of just being super creative in how they create a world around their player yeah I think it's also showing how they're willing to adapt. A lot of developers could be very prideful and they're mm-hmm. saying, well, this is how we did it and this is what's working. And, you know, it could kill a game. It can kill a whole series. It could just, just like stop it from evolving. Yeah. But seeing how they're willing to please their audience and say, you know what? Yes, you want it. You got it. We're making yeah. this a thing. Well, that can be risky at the same time because I feel like another game that we're going to be talking about soon, like Fortnite, does that as well, where they <laughs> listen to the community <laughs> over and over again. But then it Still just gone. just somehow gets worse where they add weapons that should not be back <laughs> in the game. Mm-hmm. They just add yeah. game modes that just don't work, but the people online said yeah. they wanted it. But when that they finally get it, they don't want like, it. Like the end game one? No, that was great. Shut up. <laughs> is that is that them being too pleasing or them too just lenient. not filtering filtering out and keeping standards that they set? I think agreeing I think with your community. Yeah, they're just trying I'm to definitely please. trying to please the community. They're trying to be. They think the majority is actually the minority. To I think it's first. them not <laughs> setting standards for themselves either. You know, yeah. just because you want it, okay, sure, you can have something like it, but it should be up to the standards. That's it should true. not just be That's like, right. slap it in a program, ones and zeros, if it's then, then this. All right, let's put it. Yeah, it's like, oh, the people want it, put it in the game. Put it in the game. Quickly, quickly, exactly. quickly. <laughs> yeah. No, it yeah. needs to be developed, it needs to be yeah. trialed, it needs to be thought about. Yeah. They're because a very on-trend thing, though. That that that's that's an inherent issue because there has to be a standard to whatever game that you make because then you lose the identity of the game because you go to Minecraft to build stuff and to to mine stuff and if they say if if somebody says in the community oh I, I'm too lazy to mine stuff and they're like oh yeah now you could just get stuff instantly you touch it and then you have it like the game's lost exactly yeah yeah the main the main core is lost yeah so I think that's a good segue into. I mean, we have a little bit to do before we get to the state of Fortnite. We yeah. have our Mortal Kombat 11 review. Yes. Wombat. Mortal Wombat. So, Test your might. <laughs> Mortal Kombat came out. Uh, well, I'll let you guys. How about Bat? You start us off. Mortal yes. Kombat. When did it come out? What's the game? Give us a little background and then get into the review. Excellent. So Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11 is the latest one in the And I completely forget when it, come out, it came out, so somebody, somebody saved me. But, um... 90s or 80s, I don't remember. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. Angel, Angel had that one ready. So, um... <laughs> um uh, I, I kind of meant, like, Mortal Kombat 11. When did that come out? But, okay. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you want to go over the whole series oh, of Mortal Kombat, yeah. We can totally do it. Um... <laughs> 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 but uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is the latest one in the series. Uh, it comes from a line of games, as Angel stated, from 1992 uh, under the same name. And uh, how does this one basically hold up? Um, personally, for me, this game is fantastic. Um, the net code, which basically is how well the punches connect to the, to the other fighters 
and everything like that. I feel that the net code is fantastic. Um, a little, uh, a little bit though in online, I have experienced a little bit of um lag or uh, the game slowing down a little bit. But besides that, I, I feel like the, that one. Uh, you totally could. But I feel that um the 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 netcode is fantastic. Um, the story mode is one of the best that I've seen so far in Mortal Kombat games. Basically, they've mixed uh, Mortal Kombat Two and the current timeline together, and per, and I the character uh, returning characters are back. And personally, this game is uh, fantastic. And I'm gonna throw it over to one of you guys if you want to continue on. I think we should preface before we go any further that this is a very very mature very, very, and gory definitely. game. It's a Definitely. game that's been surrounded with controversy, it seems, every single time it releases. People die. People it, definitely it, do die. Because they get really gory, and it gets really kind of like sadistic in a way. And it always raises the question every time it comes out, is gaming going too far with violence in their games? I mean, if people are buying it, that shows that gaming really isn't going that far. Right. But very gory. Anyway, I, me personally, I'm not much of a fighting games player, but I did pick up this one, and I can speak kind of. I can give kind of that angle since I've never really played fighting games like that. And it's very, it's a very good game, and it's very user friendly. They offer lots of info to you. Um, they offer many tutorials to help you get into the game, and as long as like me, like we've we've all played Mortal Kombat together, and like Angel and them have helped raise me up in a way to be good at the game. My child. So inherently, <laughs> what is this game? It's a fighting game. What is offered in this game? Is there multiplayer? Is there a single player? I mean, I mean you mentioned a single player, but what, what's it about? Yeah, so I can give you all the details on that. So this year, they decided to story mode. That's one of them. And every year they add these things called towers, where basically, well, they kind of switched up this year. So every character has their own tower. You play through it. It's kind of like a mini story mode in a way, where once you beat the tower, you get their own like mini ending of ending and it's just tower, a, life ending. It's just a series of fights, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. You just do about like 10 fights with the same character, and at the end, you get like a little boss fight, and then you learn their story. That's one thing you can do. A lot of single-player content, especially for a fighting game, which I know a lot of people yeah. do enjoy, because not everybody is a competitive player. Like Buffabe says, yeah. he doesn't really play fighting games too much. Yeah. So this game actually offers a lot for someone like him. Definitely. Or, or me, on the other hand, I like to play online, play against people, get upset, and just fight people <laughs> for fun, you know? This, this game definitely does offer kind of like the best of both worlds for people who are new to the game and people who are coming back every year or every couple of years. And plus, this game does also give you give you a chance to customize your characters too. It's just like um, the other part of the game, Injustice, I believe. Yeah, Injustice too. Yes. All Capcom. Just basically, superhero Mortal Kombat for teenagers. Super, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. So you mentioned for teenagers, what is the? Why is it so gory? Why does it challenge people's perspective about gaming? Gaming getting too violent. Why does it do that every time? I, I feel like oh, go ahead, go ahead. the fatalities. The definitely the fatalities are big out there. <laughs> going to the imagination of a twisted way of fighting. The concept is going to the Mortal Kombat. Going to this amazing tournament where amazing fighters go and fight and test their might. 
And although it rhymed, it's definitely not a cheery yeah, event. It's, even test your mic. it's something that you go and you can risk your life about. There are people who are passionate. And I think it's the idea that people who go there will die and the way they die will be in glorious death. Passions. Or it's it's sadistic, oh, but it's it's just you know it's a video game. You're not gonna yeah. go out to your friend and be like, hey, let me just rip your spine out. Hey, get over here. <laughs> you get over <laughs> here. Get over here, throw a spear at him. You're not the most problem like, with this game is just like it just every time it comes out, it looks more and more real. Like this year is definitely just, one of the most realistic looking ones. Yeah, yeah, especially when the body comes apart, like the anatomy is exactly where everything is or where everything should be in the body. So that's even more terrifying. It's like that everyone that, people uh, just that, can't handle that, yeah. Yeah, it's like did everyone there take like a you know an anatomy class before starting MK11 or? Did you yeah. pass your grades? Are you? I I had my fondest earliest memory of gamings would be turning on my PS2 and loading up the Mortal Kombat game. Armageddon. And and just being terrified of not even just the game, just the intro <laughs> to the game, the going down the corridor quickly and having the dragon. Yeah, the dragon at the door, and it just being a scary thing. But I was still drawn to it at like seven years old. I was drawn to the game, even though they sexualized women, even though it was pretty intense clothing. It's mm. it I was did just, a lot better this year about that. Oh yeah, definitely. It, yeah. Uh, it didn't so. have the the nudity that it usually does, and that was uh weird as someone who's been playing the game since like mm. I before even turning 10 so, so it's, it's just just great so do you think that this game this version of mortal Kombat 11 deserves that 11 name has it revolutionized or like the 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 whole game or is it more of like an evolutionary just a step up from what mortal I, Kombat I, 10 was i feel like it's definitely a step up only because um this game it's it's not like the fast-paced combat from mortal Kombat x it's more slow it's more slow, so it's a little more tactical. So you know how to like plan out like a certain combo, or you know how to do X, Y, and Z. Because they did take out uh, the dash button, which just allowed you in Mortal Kombat X just to run like a like a quarterback in an NFL game, like yeah. straight halfway through the court. Or that was the- scary. Is which it was scary? Yeah. Is it Mortal Kombat X or is it ten? Same it would thing. be ten. Oh, same thing. X- okay, yeah, yeah. They're just using Roman numerals for funsies. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if but, they were just then, sticking with the X, like, you know, like iPhone X. <laughs> X. It just sounds cool. It just it, sounds, it cool, sounds yeah. really cool. Yeah, scorpions on the cover, like, hey. Yeah. But, hey, girl. But the, game, the game is a little uh, slower, which is a very, very nice, uh, kind of like a uh, more welcome change for me. It's definitely an improvement from last year, because last year, if you weren't good at the game, then you definitely You're done. Just not winning any games. You're definitely You're, not having and, a good time. See, I, as a like me, I just I play for fun. I don't get upset. I just want to play because I want to see what everything is, how they did mm-hmm. it, what's like the graphics. And Angel knows this. Everyone I play with, they know I'm okay at the game. I'm not gonna be super competitive. I'm not I gonna like. Her win yet. I don't Ooh. play to win. <laughs> no. I don't play to win. She's not lying. I don't play to win. I have fun. I I go in there and I'm like, whoa. They have this now. They never had that. And it's well, triangles it's... to punch. <laughs> Honestly, 
And I'm like, just when did this guy teleport? How did this happen? It's just the evolution of the game from having nothing like tactical and just being fast paced and skimpy clothing to just you need strategy and you need a, you need to figure out how to master your character. Yeah. yeah, well, even even the voice actors too. Like some of them, like really sell their characters, and others. I was showing uh, Poppy Puth, um, Sonia Blade, who's oh, voiced Ronda by Ronda Rousey. Rousey who's voiced by Ronda Rousey? She doesn't. She she didn't. She doesn't do a bad job. But it's just not that, like a robot. It's just not. It's just not. Yeah, it's like she just read it off the script. Like, are you gonna fight us or not? It's kind of like that. It's kind of like very mono, like monochromatic, like but very like Ronda Rousey is not an actress. Yeah, it's one of her first times. I, I can't yeah, it's one of her first times. Yeah. She has the most experience oh, yeah. and probably would be able to go into a Mortal Kombat, but she just yeah. doesn't have the voice acting. Yeah, it definitely doesn't ruin the game, though. It's just a small no, it, she's not. It, yeah, it's just a, it's like a very small like nitpick thing. Yeah. The character's overpowered. So in terms of the, the character characters... Is Sonya is in the S tier. S tier? She is S tiered. It has been confirmed. That means the best. It so in, in, terms, in terms of those characters, like the S tiers and stuff like that, how how did the how have they changed the characters? And do they have any abilities? Anything? Because I know they have combos and stuff, but have they changed the characters since the yeah. since Mortal Kombat? A lot X of or? well, now you can play your way. A lot of characters feel like they have a lot of original. Like, yeah. for instance, Jax is one of the characters. He's very yes. up close and personal. Uh, always like every character has a specific role, mm-hmm. and the tutorials will teach you this. Like some characters are better at zoning, which is like keeping the distance between people because sometimes they excel at long ranges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like like for Jax, he has very powerful punches because he can heat up his arms because they're metal, and do a you lot more damage. Still- so he he always likes to get up close and personal. And then there are characters like um, so, like Scarlet's like a complete opposite of him, where she tries yeah, to go as far away as possible. She's always hitting you from a distance with yeah. her special attacks. And then they added a new character, Garrus. Garrus, where he yeah, just completely changes the game. He has an ability where he can change the the time in the game. Say there's 60 seconds left in the game, he can change it to maybe like 30 seconds, just as um, which is actually crazy. I think they did a good job saving the integrity of the characters while mm-hmm. adding on to them. Exactly. Every yeah. character it's, feels it's like different. they used to, but they always have improved in a way. It's yeah. not like they took away Scorpion's chain or they took away Liu Kang's bicycle kicks or, I mean, Kung, Kung Lao's. No, Liu Kang right. Lao's, um, you got it. No, Kung, Lao, uh, Kung Lao's hat. hat. They, it's, they didn't take the serades off. They, they just enhanced it it's like a a wine you know it, it mm-hmm. gets better over time and yeah. you look forward to it each time mm-hmm. and as a consumer yeah. you can see when they didn't put the effort in as yeah. a consumer you can see and you can you feel like you have the right to say they did a crappy job or they did a better job or they need to patch this yeah because because Mortal Kombat has been out for a very long time now, and people have yeah. grown attached to these characters. So, maintaining the integrity or maintaining the nostalgia of those characters too is important. And that's the issue when you're trying to revolutionize and change 
game too. It's how do you do that when you also have to keep the old fans happy, but also make changes for the more modern gaming world that we're in now. Mm-hmm. I know. I know what they do is um, they like to add and take out characters, like from Mortal Kombat X. Like there was a character named Melina, and they they killed her off in the story, and then they brought Barbara? back a couple more character. I'm gonna bring her back. I loved yeah. Melina. But... <laughs> You're the only one. I yeah. know, Melina. As wait, but like as a girl playing Mortal Kombat, I was only drawn to the girl characters. You don't see me saying Scorpion. It's yeah, Liu Kang, Kung Lao. Of course Katana, but Katana's I like sick. Pink. <laughs> Melina was out there. Pink is nice. Well, I think uh, one of the characters she can, I think, turn into like uh, she has like Molina's abilities. I think I don't know. Does Jade have um, Molina's? Oh, probably. No, that's beyond the point. So, so yeah. But part of the uh, so, before we move on, part of the originality to characters was giving originality to old characters. Like, um, I, I like I said, I haven't played a Mortal Kombat game, but I did watch cutscenes because I was engrossed in the story. I like the story. And in the past games, like the females, like Katana, Jade, Melina, and them were just kind of copies of the ninjas. Like Sub-Zero and them. And in this game, they have a lot more, like, personality and very much like their own character. Like, Cassie Cage was introduced in Mortal Kombat 10. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what she was doing there, to be honest. She's, well, okay. She's and, like, cool. as... As a person who's followed the franchise, I saw Cassie and I instantly knew, oh my god, this is their spawn. And I was just and so excited to see. You can't, like, tell me, you can't tell me Takeda doesn't look cool. Takeda? Um, but part of that Takeda. was like, uh, in this game, Cassie feels like her own person instead of just like a mm-hmm. clone of Johnny and Sonya. Yeah, even Jackie too, who, who is the daughter of Jax. They've, they've made them their own characters and value mm-hmm. them for what and they like are. And like Jade isn't just a copy of Katana. She has a bow staff and is good at long range, which is my main, and by that's, the way. Angel gets mad at it. Okay. That's honestly <laughs> something I've noticed as one who only would play the girl characters is that I would pick either one of those who would be like, eh, what am I feeling? Pink or green or blue? What I, it doesn't make a difference. They're the same. Yeah. Just different colors. And yeah. over time, it became a difference. You can tell how they changed them and just made them their own in yeah. their sense and in the story. Give the characters more love and and work time yeah and time yeah 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 it definitely works so we've got like so do you, do you think that mortal kombat 11 has revolutionized the formula of mortal kombat or overall is it a more just a step up from what it used to be i think what we're going to do is everybody will just go down the line give a one sentence sort of summary of your review and then give us out of five poppy oh. peppers oh, how, poppy fire, peppers. Poppy how peppers. fire is this game spicy is it spicy. very is it not spicy is it is it mild or is it burning hot this is out of my expertise man i don't know the evolution of mortal Kombat. 
this is my expertise, <laughs> and I think it's, right. it's, it's pretty. Since, Bethany, since it's not your expertise, you can go first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Give us we'll your one from... sentence summary. Not knowing, of, the, knowing the most, right? Yeah. As an introduction to the fighting game genre, yeah, I think it's very it, because it's like, also I'm... the review of the game too. So it's just like a right. little brief review of your your personal opinions about this game. Like I've known about the characters because I've watched cutscenes for MK9 and MK10 and all of them, so I'm familiar with the characters. I just never bought the games because I was afraid of the skill gap. Because I used oh. to play 2D fighting games. And the way it would work is if you're in a corner, you've pretty much lost. And that was the way it was yeah. for a while. But they've definitely changed that. Um, and I'm really liking this game because they give you a lot to do. Like, there's yeah. never not a reason to log on and Mortal Kombat to get rewarded. Yeah. So, um, out of zero to five poppy peppers, zero being not spicy at all, very... Uh, what's not spicy? It's mild? Mild. Not Mild. spicy would be bland. Bland. Okay, bland. We'll say bland. Zero is bland. Um, two to three is mild. Five is burning hot. What is your? What happens so, to fiery? Fiery. Same difference. Same so, difference. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Probably as a beginner, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it three out of five. Three and a half out of five. Poppy peppers. All right. Good. It's very, it's very good. But I haven't been in the fighting game genre that long. I don't really know what determines a good fighting game. Mm-hmm. This is definitely Angel's level of experience because this is my, this is like the first two D fighting game, which is pretty much what dominates. Demon days. What's your final summary and rating of Mortal Kombat 11? I think it's very fiery. Very fiery. I I think that it's, as someone who isn't that competitive, can really enjoy it. And I think the uh, the fear gap, the fear skill gap, is, Mm -hmm. is limited. It's definitely... I haven't played online. I don't know how they are with matching up people based on their rankings and their XP, but I still think it's a fiery game. I'm very proud of it, and I'm excited to see like what else happens and what how else many, gets patched up. How many poppy peppers? How many poppy oh, peppers? I'd like to give it five peppers, please. Five oh, poppy peppers. That's, that's a full five out of five. Oh, that's fiery. That's, that's a fiery, five. ladies and gents. Yikes. So we like to see. I'd like. That's what we like to hear in uh, game chat. As the kids say, that's very lit. Oh, it's fuego. <laughs> yes. It's fuego, my guys. It's fuego. Jose's gonna come back and end our careers with the next topic. But anyway. Oh yes. <laughs> Think Jose I'm I'm just this waiting. is not Jose's expertise. But <laughs> he has he played the game, though, so I think he should he, give a review. You have to give he a should. review. He's played the whole yeah, story. He's played the whole story. You played the whole story? I have played the whole story. To start, jump on the review. Go, I'm going to give my rating first. Okay. And then explain. Okay. Changing it up a little bit. So I would say four out of five poppy peppers. Oh, okay. Ooh. Almost perfect. Off, off, uh. All right, so first of all, every time I play anyone talking right now, I 
get demolished, to say the least. <laughs> Hello. Sorry. Um, this is not, this is not sorry, my not game. Sorry. But it is pretty fun. The story was pretty good. I like... Uh, I've never really played any other of the Mortal Kombat's, but this one is pretty good. I like... Uh, I do really like it. And, um... Yeah, I think I... Like, I enjoy playing it. Unlike mm-hmm. any other fighting game I've ever played, I can actually sit there and play it. Yeah. And I see myself playing it. The only problem I have right now is my controller's a little broken. <laughs> oh, he's putting on uh, protections. Just, protection just excuses. Throwing that out there. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Yeah. You've but, seen yeah. my controller. Isn't, yeah, isn't, isn't your D-pad broken? It just, it just it, yeah, with the review. D-pad is broken. Um, so see, with the review, the controller up. was broken. It, and it yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. It could even get bumped up. I I feel like I'd play it a lot more if the D pad did work. To be honest, yeah. I know control. Um, <sighs> what a bias. <laughs> what a bias. So, <laughs> no, I do really enjoy it though. Um, Luke Kang is great. That's probably what oh. I mean right now. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, but. Hopefully, no hopefully, I can, hopefully I can get on these people's level, and yeah, uh, I think I like it a little more <laughs> if I can actually, but, I can actually compete. With, <laughs> but nevertheless, four out of five poppy peppers—that's a pretty fire review. Yeah, because I I never really was interested in any other fighting game. I've played fighting games before, never really. I've played Mortal Kombat's in the past, and they're okay. I play them here and there, but this one I actually really do like. All I right, can see all right, playing it. Beater, give us your uh, summary and your rating. Yes, all right. So <clears throat> I would say that I'm I'm gonna start with a rating first. I don't want to keep mm-hmm. all y'all waiting. Um, right. let's start let's start with the score. I'm gonna have to give this one a five out of five on the Poppy Pepper scale. Whoa. This game, this wow. game, I'm gonna have to give this a five out of five on the Poppy Pepper scale only because I love Mortal Kombat. I've played Mortal Kombat nine, ten, and eleven. So I, I you know, played the past. You know, I've played the past three. Like I said, the the fighting is fantastic. The the way to customize and add your own abilities to the fighters, giving you more choice and versatility to how you go up against another player's character. And and the and the another point is to jump in with friends and jump into like a one on one online fight or maybe a group fight altogether. And which is just fantastic that we can all just uh, jump in there, have a great time. Jose might lose a couple of times, but it's okay because it's all a little bit of fun. More than a couple. <laughs> a lot. And yeah, I this game is fantastic. And I, uh, if there is a Mortal Kombat 12 coming, hopefully later on in the future, I am very optimistic to see what they do to the series. So that is a five out of five on the Poppy Pepper scale. This one just came out. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm saying, I know, but I'm saying, there's already been, there's already been like talks, like yeah. because of the ending of the main story. Will is there, is there? Is there? I'm not. But is there hopes for like a Mortal Kombat 12? That's why. Yeah, he's know. just so excited and so hyped that he wants the next one. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. already. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a. They need to always space it out very well. Mm-hmm. Have we got everyone? Nah, no, 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 we still have Angel's review. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Nah, it's okay. Angel, give us your one sentence or, you know, whatever, whichever way. You want to give us your rating, you want to give us your sentence. This is like, for the record, this is like the official rating, because Angel is... This is the official rating. I've played yeah. every single Mortal Kombat that has come out. Good. Shadow Fox, Deception, Armageddon. 
It may sound like Spanish to some of you guys, but these are real games. Armageddon was on the PS2. Unchained on the PSP. All the good stuff. On the PSP was uh, different. Shaolin Monks was kind of fire. It was different, exactly. So, I played all the Mortal Kombat's. I know what's good, what's not good. We got some real stinkers in there, but this year, I think, it was not a stinker. It was definitely a step up from the last one. Mortal Kombat X, real good game, but 11 somehow does it better. I am going to bring up something that no one else did, is that um, the microtransactions this year were a little unnecessary, in my opinion. They weren't game-changing, but... It's just they always find a way, you know. It's twenty nineteen. It's not like a, it's not like a pay-to-win advantage. Exactly, it's not, not like exactly. exactly. It's just cosmetics, but it's just tough when you want to be one of those people who collect everything. That's what I try and do yeah. every year. This thing called the crypt, where you unlock stuff, you go through there. But it's definitely more of a grind this year. But some can yeah. argue that it just gives you more of a reason to play the game. So, yeah. Story was good. Online multiplayer is good. Never have a problem when playing against people. So everyone seems pretty balanced this year, for the most part. You got your gears. <coughs> gears. <coughs> what you mean, Noob Saibot? Nice. Yes, we don't talk about him. Story's great. Noob is... The single player noob is great. He's good. He's alright. Still won't talk about him, though. It's okay. I like Noob last game as, like, an introduction character, but now this game, they've really made him... Oh, yeah. Because all, all the characters have been, you know, they all have their own stories from last year. They carry on. A lot of old characters like Frost, who's one of the older Mortal Kombats. She's mm-hmm. a returning character this year. It was nice like to they, see her. Yeah, like we reinvented. It was, it was very different. Exactly. Like she's not just the female Sub-Zero. She's like a new right. character. She's her own thing. Exactly. Okay. Like I was saying, the characters, all of them, I thought they were pretty good. Had their own character to them. Everyone wasn't just some plain I'm going to fight you because I'm going to fight you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's cool in their own sense in story mode. A lot of single player stuff for you non-competitive people, Fabi, Jose, them. We can play online, have fun with each other. No one's getting too upset. It's a good time. So I would say that I had to give this one a 5 out of 5 poppy Whoa! No just a step above. Wow. Now because of now, because of guilty reasons, I'm moving it to a five. Just because. <laughs> no changing of the score. Move you up to a five. Yeah, you can't change your score now. You can't change your score. It's already been in the poppy. Pe- it's it's already rated as a poppy pepper. Our average for this Mortal Kombat 11, our official game chat review score, is 4.5 out of five poppy yes. peppers. For Mortal Kombat 11 out in 2019. The Poppy Poof Seal of Approval. Poppy Poof Seal of Approval. Yes. <laughs> and with that, we will take a little short break here, and then we'll be back with the state of Fortnite and with some gaming news to close out the episode. Welcome back. To our state of Fortnite, uh, just review, uh, sort of catch up. What is what is going on with Fortnite? It's season nine now. Very recently, season nine dropped, and already we just want to already, yeah. Um, and and we want to see how how's the game progressed and how has it changed. We kind of hinted at that in the in the Minecraft section of the episode, yeah. But I think for this one, I think Jose should take the lead 
and yeah, and tell us what how what's happening with Fortnite and where, how's it gotten to season nine, and what's season nine all about? Well, a lot has happened with Fortnite. I uh, I was I didn't play it as much at season eight. I kind of cooled down. You got a girlfriend. Possibly, <laughs> uh, maybe because of that. But Fortnite, um, Fortnite has made a lot of changes from season two, which I started playing. Not a season one original, sorry, but season two I started playing. Got the battle pass, and I've gotten every battle pass since. I have not bought season nine battle pass yet, though. I probably will. Did you lie? Liar. Liar. Are you so fan? <laughs> <laughs> but um, from season two to season nine, you probably wouldn't even recognize it. The map is completely different. Like, uh, we've gone through a lot of changes. I mean, the main, the uh, the first major change, you know, that brought in Tilted and a lot of other places like Haunted Hills, a lot of points of interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, up until now, where Tilted was destroyed, and you have Neo Tilted now, and you have all these new ways to get around, like the I'm not sure what they call it, but it's like uh, some kind of like the tubes from Futurama. Yeah. Oh my goodness, the Futurama yeah, tubes, like the teleporters, the tubes, and you just like you tubes you get sucked into and you fly around. Yeah. Futurama, yeah. like you, you become a male. It's like the male room tubes. I it's guess really, really different. Um, what about mnemonic tubes? Yes. And another, along with all those changes to the battle royale, because that is just a battle royale, and of course you have mm-hmm. Save the World. I mean, Save the World does have changes and things like that, but that's not the reason. That's not the main reason people play Fortnite. Not a lot of people mm-hmm. have Save the World compared to battle royale. But you also have Creative, which everybody can play. And creative, you see a lot of people making their own creations, which is something I think that's kept it alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'll take Angel for example. He only gets on to play creative anymore. He gets on and does I the like little mini golf. Plug your plug your Duke Town map, bro. Oh yeah, make sure you watch yeah. it. Swipe up. Yeah, he had Swipe up. It was amazing. Uh, I helped Black make. Ops. Did you? I did. <laughs> did you? Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but um, yeah, creative is another thing that's really kept it alive thus far. Um, you know, aside from battle royale, yeah. uh, I think. I mean, and they do these events also, like the Marshmallow event, which is a, which was a huge success. I think it had over 10 million co-current players, which breaks any record. Wow. So, it's also the New first years? virtual concert. The first yeah. virtual years? So, which says a lot, actually, for the future. Yeah, a lot of people say that it's declining, and maybe, but I don't know. They still seem to be breaking records here. I mean, the yeah. Marshmallow event was maybe a... I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, which is not yeah. that. And it's now an Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame, yeah, they had, you know, they brought back that, not just Thanos this time, but all the Avengers. They had the Avengers skins, like the Star-Lord skin and the um, Black Widow skin to the item shop, which also yeah. helped, and I mean, it's kind of like, kind of like we were talking about with Mojang and, and- kind of tapped into the pop culture 
And oh, it literally yeah, was in the movie. Sure. Like they were Fortnite. playing it in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they played Fortnite in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that scene. Was spoiler, like... dude. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Come on, man. Well, I, I, think, I think the official thing was lifted now. I think it was. Yeah, that, okay. Um... Spoiler ban is gone. Yeah, okay. like Iron Man does. Yo, yeah. okay. Captain Yo. America finds happiness. That's a <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. I'm gonna start crying. This is a yikes. I don't approve of any of these spoilers. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is we won, Mr. Stark. Back, back to back to Fortnite. I love you 3,000, Andre. I gotta go. I gotta go too, man. So, so Jose, do you love Fortnite 3,000? Oh, that's the most... I mean, I wouldn't say I love it 3,000. Maybe like... Yikes. Maybe like Low two thousand, you know? No, the six to nine hundred range. The six to nine hundred range, maybe. Okay. Um, like you know, if I had to give it like a, like a, you know, the peppers. If I had to go on the peppers right now, it'd probably be like a poppy peppers. A poppy pepper probably be like a three and a half. Um, for me, for me, I don't play it as much. I guess just because I played so much. I. <laughs> it's the only game you played for about six months. It really burned you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing it actually more recently. The other day I played a few games, won a few, and it was good. It was fun. I think uh, a lot of the new updates were good. I like I like the, the Neo Tilted and things like that. And I like how they updated a lot. They Do you think that... that but do you think that like the intense hype that came over Fortnite, I think it was like especially last year, um, and the year before that is like kinda gone now? The intense hype probably Yeah, like um, you remember everything that like was gaming was Fortnite and it was breaking records, yeah. it was being talked about in the news. Yeah. A lot of the well not all a decent amount of the streamers have stopped. Like uh only those who really made their career off Fortnite and really got big like Ninja and Myth. They're the ones who still play it, but streamers in general are not streaming it the way they used to. Um, mm -hmm. So I think uh, that's part of it. Um, you know, if they don't see their... A lot of people, if they don't see their favorite streamer playing it, or if their favorite streamer doesn't really like the game anymore, they probably will agree with them. Will tend to agree with them, at least. Yeah. Uh, and vice versa, like the the streamers are gonna go with what their fans want, and if their fans don't particularly want to see Fortnite anymore, they're not gonna stream Fortnite anymore. I don't yeah. really, so I don't really play Fortnite that much. I played one season um, <laughs> for like two days. It speaks to its success that when it <laughs> had a, I think it speaks to its success when it showed up in Avengers Endgame that like pretty much everyone watching knew what it was. Yeah, and, like understand its cultural significance. Yeah, that is some true. It was even in the uh, YouTube rewind. Some people want to claim that it's dead, yeah, we but I wouldn't. Good. I would not say that it is dead. Like that, uh, a lot of people still play it. A lot of people still enjoy it. It may yeah. not have the What's same height. of dead here. Dead. I mean, if you compare it to what it used to be, is oh, it that's super dead. That's super dead. Okay. <laughs> so if if you were gonna give a review, let's say if you're gonna rate it out of five poppy peppers, the not not the game as it is now, 
but rate how the game has changed from, let's say, since you were playing season two to season nine. What's your rating on their changes? You know what I'm trying to say? Their changes, okay. Uh, like, is it a is it headed in a good direction? Is it uh, you know not so good? Uh, what do you think? That's very. Uh, that's a difficult <laughs> question to answer because some things are great, some things are not so great. Uh, yeah, they're. Um, like some of their updates just depends, but I like how they do listen to the community. I think that's a good thing. For mm-hmm. they do listen to the community for a lot of things. They listen to the community to bring back the drum gun, even though a lot of people are not liking that now. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Same thing with the planes. They brought the planes in, but then a lot of people told them to take them out, and they did. And they added a. Uh, I think a major thing is adding like different ways to get around the map. I do like how they change the ways to get around the map. I think that's really great. That's one thing they do well. Yeah. Because it's the big uh, part of a battle royale when you're kind of having to run and go everywhere because it's a big mm-hmm. map. There's a lot of people and movement yeah, is a very problem important. sometimes. I think it's yeah. decline also might not be necessarily attributed to the game itself, but battle royales in general. Because, I mean, no... If we're talking realistically, player numbers have dropped in pretty much all battle royales. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Battlefield Fives, I rarely see anyone talking about. Apex Legends, I think, had potential, but Respawn just kind of forgot that it exists and haven't updated it. Oh, really? Um, I mean, there was like a time where Fortnite dominated the market and People saw this success and quickly tried to push, make ends meet to add a battle royale because they were like, this is working. Let's add this in our game. Yeah. And now that we have all of them, it's... They've kind of saturated uh, the marketplace. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's kind of gotten... Yeah. I mean, and also the thing is, too, that in a bat, when you enter a battle royale, let's say like Fortnite or like Apex Legends... You drop into the game, and it's it's a it could be a long time investment in this game if you're oh yeah if you're really going into the game or you're kind of hiding and trying to stay till the end. It could be a fifteen to twenty minute game sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't have that time. As, yeah, some people don't have that time, and some people just kind of lose interest after a little bit because you know what? How fun is it? I think that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, how fun how is it to just like sit until you're just you know, burnt out? Tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how fun is it sometimes, you know, oh, I'm going to sit in a bush for 10 minutes and hide and then I'll go out to be the last guy alive. And other times where you're like, <laughs> yeah, and other times where you're just collecting a bunch of cool stuff and you have all this cool loot, like really high end gear. And then somebody just comes up on you randomly and you lose it all. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So no, is that, but that I think that aids into like the kind of the the kind of the tiredness there is around these games, the kind of that sort of feel over them. And the, like the honeymoon period is pretty much at this point. Yeah. Like Jose said, I don't think it's necessarily a dead game, but it lost a lot of its momentum when everyone started to jump on the bandwagon of releasing their own take. Yeah, genre. Blackout, Apex. I think uh, 
Dying well, Light it, did it too. If we're being honest and keeping it relevant with the podcast, the first Battle Royale was Minecraft Hunger Games. Let's be real now. Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you mean the best and Battle Royale? And then I think it went to PUBG. And then from there we got... You mean Roblox? Roblox, Roblox yeah. H1. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, I think overall, I mean, the, just the general state of Fortnite is that it's declined from what it used to be. And uh, I think it's, Epic, Epic yeah. is still maintaining their updates fairly well. Like I think it's, it's still like a titan in the genre. Oh, um, yeah. There's no, and, and not only in the, in the Battle Royale genre, but just in the general gaming. They kind of set the bar for how developers can and should interact with their gamers. Yeah. yeah that's a... Back in the day, I don't know if they still do this now, but they have like updating their game like every week and sometimes every day. There would be new changes. Mm-hmm. And that was part of what uh, these guys convinced me to get it for was the constant support. They're like, it's a cool game and they constantly updated it. Like, All right, I'll check it out. And the big thing too is like what you mentioned, Jose, when uh, you were talking about uh, Save the World versus the, the Battle Royale version of the game is that the Battle Royale and the creative versions are free. Um, yeah. The Save the World is paid uh, is paid version of the game. Yeah. So that also aids a lot. into, And, and it shows... Um, other developers that hey you know what Fortnite did so well on a free platform now and then Apex Legends Legends adopted that same idea where yeah. we're going to give you the game for free but then charge you uh you know for the skins and cool cosmetic items uh from loot boxes you know you'll you'll pay some money get a random drop of cosmetics which is a great way to go about it i mean it they're not forcing you to buy anything really it's no competitive advantage which i think yeah. is also really good which you can't complain i don't think you can really complain about fortnite because they they update it they they uh you know they provide it to you for free they have it on almost any platform it's cross-platform they do go out of their way um, cross-platform is another big thing gaming yeah big thing that they yeah. did too uh, and the, um, it's and Fortnite being the biggest game on the market at that point in time when they were pushing crossplay, it's it's a it's an important factor. It's showing how to connect the community when when a developer that has so many people playing their game says we want everybody to play this same game at the same time, no matter what platform. It pushes that idea of maintaining, like you know, a a sense of community amongst not only like gamers on the PS4, the PlayStation, or the Xbox. But everybody and everybody playing together and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's important sure. that a developer like Epic, who has control a lot, a lot of control over the community based on their game, um, push those ideas that you know there's no separation between you know Xbox and everybody, and then the toxicity that grows when you know that those teams are formed. It's important that everybody gets to play every game and with their friends on any console. Yeah. That's a good. I think that's a good thing to end that state of Fortnite idea on because that's what Epic is is trying to push, and they're still pushing. And they're by you know, like you said, putting uh, Fortnite on every platform, whether it's a phone, uh, a console, or the computer. Yeah, I think they're also on the Switch. Oh, I know the Switch. Yeah, yeah I, I think about that. it is also on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they're everywhere. So everywhere you I'm can. Uh, the Samsung refrigerator soon. 
refrigerator too. We can only you hope. <laughs> Your smartwatch. Anywhere you can, <laughs> anywhere you can access the internet, you can play. Someone Fortnite. trying to run duos on my Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, anywhere, uh, so yeah, anywhere you can play, you can play Fortnite anywhere, um, and you can connect with a lot of people anywhere, and that's a cool thing about Fortnite. Um, even though oh, yeah. the game is in a slight decline, but to close yeah. out this episode, I think we review some gaming news and just talk a little bit about what's going on at E3, the uh, Electronic Entertainment Expo. This uh, summer, it's the uh, first week of June. Yes. And, and there's a story that says that Netflix, or I mean, Netflix said it themselves in their Twitter. Um, they, they just say, they just said in, their, in a tweet, they said, hey, um, at E3, can we get an invite? Um, so what does that mean? Netflix is the, uh, the world's biggest TV uh, subscription service, streaming service. Um, what, what are like they doing? Finally branching out because, as we all saw this year, Netflix did drop some new titles that were a little more interactive this year, as if they were all um, like, mini games. Minecraft, Minecraft, <laughs> the the Bango, Bango, yeah, Bandersnitch. Oh, Bandersnitch! Yeah. Yeah. They also did a new one with um, what was Bear Grylls? Uh, yeah, you, you versus Wild. Wild. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of just uh, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure for both of those titles. So maybe they're they also did the one with Minecraft. Minecraft. Yeah. That. So, yeah. is it something that's that they're going to be they're going to plan a new sort of you know more interactive something more interactive on their platform like a movie or do you think they're branching into gaming? Maybe a little I bit would of both. Yeah. Hope they do gaming. Yeah, me too. What would that look like? Would it be another subscription yeah. service like Netflix, or would it all be under Netflix? Wouldn't that be GameFly? I can see them having Yo, a whole yeah. different service. You know, get the most money out of everybody. Is GameFly though? I thought they they ship it to your door, right? They do. They used to. They used. To. Oh, GameFly or uh... GameFly. GameFly still does it. GameFly, yeah, yeah. GameFly still yeah, does Netflix it. Netflix started like that though. Yeah, Netflix yeah, did start like that. Yeah. I remember getting their CDs and uh, ripping them, and So would they now develop uh, another app for streaming? Maybe. Where let's say that you could download on your PlayStation from the the uh, PlayStation App Store. You just download, video. Uh, yeah, Netflix or gaming or something like that. Net games. I don't know. I can see them just adding on another extension to Netflix just for gaming, mm-hmm. I guess. But wouldn't that raise the price of it too? Yeah, is, that's just it, another way for them to raise money for that Netflix. There you yeah. go. Yeah, unless it's like a package like the Netflix and games movies. I doubt and it. Didn't Netflix like recently raise their prices too? Yeah, they raise their they, prices every few months. Yeah, it's, it's something subtle. If you have a recurring uh, payment, you don't see it, which is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's something children should watch out because uh, you know, Everybody kids. They're should. like, I mean, I think as an adult, you have to be cautious of your own financial situation. But oh, like yeah. little kids who want to be like, I want to have Netflix or I want this service, they'll just be like, well, it's only five dollars a month, and like they don't know any better. They're not gonna see that. It's subject to change, or and then three days just, later, it's like twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's it's literally it's a uh, literally a changing time where you don't realize it. A recurring payment makes you have a false sense of security, and that's uh, something to watch yeah. for. Yeah, there, some alert or something should be added to those things, or maybe personally, just if you're a forgetful person, let me check up on my what I'm paying for. 
Um, but in terms of this Netflix streaming thing, do you think it could look like something um, like a Google Project Stream or or what's now called Stadia, like the streaming subscription service that's coming from Google, where you could just get games from the cloud and play them anywhere, or or I think that's only on your computer, or your phone. I feel Stadia. Like, I feel like didn't Origin try to do that? The the gaming company didn't they try to do that with their new service with uh, EA? Or am I yeah. am I thinking the wrong thing? Um, I'm not sure if they're streaming games. No, because I remember they said, I think they said that if you paid for like an Origin Gold subscription, this was like the time Battlefront 1 when it came out, mm -hmm. that if you paid for like Origin Gold, that you can like get your games from anywhere and everywhere on the site, I believe. And you can like, you get early access yeah. and a bunch of stuff. I think, I think that is true. But the difference between, uh, between like Google Stadia and maybe what Netflix is trying to do is stream games from the cloud so like when you get log on let's say you just open up your computer and say i want to play um google project stream dead assassin's creed odyssey say i want to play assassin's creed odyssey you could turn that on and you don't have to do any updates to the game or anything because that's all done in like external um areas where hardware is stored and you, the game just comes through the internet into your computer screen so that's what I'm thinking that Netflix might do because that seems like the most logical thing because they, they, they've mastered the idea of um, or the methods of streaming uh, in terms of streaming movies. Um, now they just have yeah. to bulk up their services to stream games. Exactly. And it comes yeah. not very far away from what um, Google was announcing at uh, the developers conference um, with Stadia, the games, game, develop, game developers conference, GDC. Yeah, right. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's that's the most likely thing that they. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Netflix has up their sleeve, but that seems very likely uh, from them. And uh, and another piece of news for for me three is that at Fortnite will be the the lead game since we talked about Fortnite. It will head headline the PC gaming show 2019. Yeah. What are your opinions about that? Oh boy, I feel like I feel like Epic is still trying to kind of stay relevant in a way because <laughs> like kind of like Fortnite's declining and then they started trying to buy up a bunch of games i believe they did they try to buy rocket league or have they bought rocket league they bought psionics oh they, oh, they did, bought psionics yeah. Yeah. yeah they bought psionics yeah. which owns rocket league so i feel like you know epic's still trying to like stay under the light they're still trying to keep that 15 minutes of fame so mm -hmm. with them signing up as like the lead uh like running point on Fortnite. Uh, for PC, this is probably like a marketing like attempt to like to get more people to come back to the game and so they can like kind of keep it running. Yeah, and and that's a big thing that we um we didn't talk about the last time around with Epic the Epic Store and how that's kind of changed uh, gaming for PC players um, that now have like exclusives uh, on the Epic Store versus Steam um, and stuff like yeah. that. So that's that's an interesting dynamic. That's going on in the PC with with Epic with all the money that they've made from Fortnite. They're just buying up developers. They're buying up uh, games and um, trying to differentiate their service from a very long standing service in in um, in Steam. Yeah. <clears throat> so I feel like there is really like fierce. I feel like there really is like. <laughs> fierce competition then because if they're trying like i said like trying to stay relevant like with 
trying to like rival Steam with the with the PC games, and then you know uh, buying Psionics, who owns Rocket League, uh, which was a game that uh, was free for a little bit using that PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah. I feel like now like Epic's trying to like bounce back and forth between okay, Battle Royale is probably still not working, probably not working out anymore. Let's see what else we can do. Yeah, and trying to get ahead of that sort of mm-hmm. not dying but declining sort of breed of declining. games. In the, yeah, uh, Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and one I final piece of uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean that's why they've extended even Fortnite to Team Rumble, which is like a team death match, and as well as creative. Yeah, even within Fortnite, they're doing things to to try to keep it alive yeah. and try to grow the the brand. Um, <clears throat> and the final piece of gaming news that I have from this week is the. Uh, Announce of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I've actually not seen the trailer yet. You've not seen the trailer. Okay, so it's a somewhat... I've not seen the trailer. uh, It's just like Wildlands 2, kind of, It's basically Wildlands 2, but they're Mm -hmm. taking a very interesting approach to it where it's more survival-based. So your character... It takes place in the future past after um, uh, what the the, uh, the the, uh, story of Wildlands, yeah. Uh, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, by the way, is was an open world game that you took down basically. I think it was Bolivia, right? And you were mm-hmm. you were tasked to a Ghost Maybe Recon. Is, yeah, the Ghost Recon is a very elite group of uh, military personnel, and uh, they were tasked to take down the cartel um, in uh, in Bolivia. And you had this big open world, and you could do whatever you want, tackle missions at your own pace. Um, a big part of it was team play. So you you and your other ghosts or you know your friends could go in and then take tackle um, an objective any way that you want. There were helicopters, uh, tanks, a bunch of different things, um, uh, cars, stuff like that. A bunch of different methods to take over and and uh, and help you basically play the game, make a cool, fun experiments and stuff like that. Anyway, that was Wildlands, and now in uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. They've taken a very much more survival approach to it, in which your character will need to eat, um, drink, and if you let's say fall off a high cliff in Wildlands, you wouldn't really have you. But here, you could break your leg, and then you're gonna have to be dealing with that broken leg until you reach like a safe zone, and um, you could heal yourself, or if you have bandages or something. So you'll be slowed down and stuff like that. So it's a cool thing. Yeah, they're they're taking. Um, it really is interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're you could say that they're bringing the character to the breaking point. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, proud of that one. I just thought of it. <laughs> two poppy peppers. <laughs> two, two, two poppy peppers for that joke for that pun. But yeah, that, that's that's Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint. So, what are you? Any thoughts about that? Anybody who's I mean, who's played Ghost Recon Wildlands the what do you think of the adaptation to the formula of Ghost? Because it still is an open world. And um, uh, who's the guy? The guy who who plays Punisher? No, John Bernthal. Yeah, John Bernthal is going to be, I think, the main villain in it. Ooh. Oh, I thought uh-huh. the main. I thought he was going to be the main protagonist in the trailer. No, the main protagonist like, is, I think, uh, like the generic guy that Ubisoft made. What is his name? Nomad. I yeah, think that's still the main guy. That is the main guy that you're playing with in Nomad, and. Um, Oh, another cool thing that I just thought of is that you could, uh, you know, how you could tackle things different ways, like bases and stuff. In this one, like you could do, um, you could hide yourself by like putting mud and like putting the environment on yourself, so stuff like that. So I think it takes 
a very intense survival and stealth approach to what the game is. Yeah, they got for more of a realistic vibe this year, kind of. Exactly. Using yeah. yeah, spin on survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts about that? Would you buy a game like this? Is it kind of like kind of? I mean, for me personally, I didn't really enjoy much of what Wildlands was because if the world felt too big, mm-hmm. and it felt like there wasn't a lot of content in it, and the content that was there was just too much and too uh, not focused a little bit. So, hopefully, right, with right. Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint, they can kind of change that up. Yeah, well, I the feel only like I need to I see more. See- Right, exactly. It's like you need to see more. You always hear about these games adding more and more, getting more realistic. But like, mm-hmm. so when is it like too realistic to where it's just not fun anymore? It's just real life at that point. You know, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people like to play games to, to escape real life. You yeah. don't want to sit here and like, oh, I broke my leg. I can't. <laughs> yeah. That, that. <laughs> Better drive to the doctor. Yeah. It's like, I, oh man, I, I broke my leg. I'm like a uh, hundred kilometers from the next uh, like safe point. I have to crawl all the way there. Exactly. So yeah. you just kind of got to see more. See yeah, more that, that's true. You always need to see more gameplay and more once the game comes out, see what the right, reception right. is. But it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting taking Ghost Recon and kind of, or the like what they've done to Ghost Recon and this new sort of games as a service approach where, you know, you keep pumping content into that game to right. see that, you know, take form in, in a new, in a new thing, in a new, in a new game. Exactly. So, yeah. I think that closes out our gaming news section, unless you guys have found any new articles, interesting topics. Nothing comes to mind. Awesome. Awesome. So I think to close out this episode, how about we do one funny gaming moment, if you can kind of describe it, if it's you know <laughs> describable in words and you don't have to look at the, the game. Oh, man. One I can funny, think of about a million from Gang Beast. <laughs> One funny gaming moment um, <laughs> that you've experienced. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, because <laughs> very <laughs> adamant. Gang Beast. That was gonna be. That was gonna be mine because Gang Beast is like a. It's not really. It's not a fighting game like they're competitive type. Of. Very silly. Very it's like ragdoll yeah. business, kind of just hitting each other. And it's balls. hilarious to play. Yeah. And no there was one time me and my friend, Big Red, who hopefully oh, will be in One day. Shout out to Big Red. Shout out. <laughs> um, he and I were trying to tackle survival for the first time because we both had just bought Gang Beast. And there will be these, like, giant dudes that can one punch you and I remember wheezing so hard every time it knocked me out instantly. And then whenever we'd play with friends, um, there'd always be this one level with the barrels that I'd always just pick up oh, and yes. swing around in a circle yes. with. They know what I'm talking about. But every time I hit someone and knock them out, I just start That's laughing. My trigger word. <laughs> I just start laughing uncontrollably because it's so funny. <laughs> So that yeah, probably be my moment. Those are good times. Every time on Gang Beast is a good time. Mm-hmm. I play Gang yeah. Beast after this. We should probably get on Gang Beast tonight. <laughs> oh, I said it first. <laughs> I'm already on. Gang Beast just saying. For, for my gaming moment, I think this might also be one for, for Beater, too, where we were playing uh, Destiny, uh, and we're doing these things called raids, and those are six-player 
very um, strategic and cooperative events. And in one of those raids, we had a, a player named Lightning. And he was a Titan. Oh, <laughs> that was the Lightning talking. Yes, keep talking. Oh, yeah, that's that's the lightning. Don't, give, don't give him a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this guy. And I may or may not give him a shout out based on editing. Yeah, lightning. <laughs> His name is technically Black <laughs> Lightning. Shout out to Lightning Bolt, buddy. <laughs> so, oh, so, so you had to uh, defeat this final boss. And in that game, there are different classes. And the class that um, this player was playing um, <laughs> was the Titan class. And the Titan could put up oh, bubbles, exactly. protective bubbles. And so everybody was kind of in the vicinity of this character. And the thing with the bubbles is that it protects incoming damage, but you also can't shoot out of it. <laughs> so so when, when everybody was propped and ready with all their rocket launchers, ready to shoot the boss, he throws up the bubble. Boom. <laughs> and instantly... Five guardians down. And Lightning was the only one alive. Yeah, and he, and he looked around like, guys, what happened? Yeah, he's I like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my funny, my funny. Don't, don't say the name it's uh, editing, <laughs> editing. Oh. Uh, but what yeah that would be, my, that would be my funny gaming what a character what a character what a guy, what a guy. <laughs> anybody have any other funny gaming moments oh I think I can think of one from um, me and Buffavi over here shared I think there's some other people that I gotta try to remember we were playing Xenoverse against oh, yes. one of my boys, Jay Willie. Shout out to Jay Willie. <laughs> I'm say Papa Plus to Jay Willie. Angel, the shout out guy here. I'm just gonna shout out everyone. Shout out to you, Mike. I love you. <laughs> okay, so Jay Willie, we're playing this game called Dragon Ball Xenoverse too. We're just fighting each other, having a good time. Mm -hmm. I think Jose's in, in the background. You can hear him. I have a video of this on YouTube. Let's see if I can find it one day. Oh my God! Yes, yes. And he's he's telling me a story about someone from uh, his job. This man called Tucker. Shout out to Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just fighting okay. Shout out, guy. Uh, Jay Willie, and he's talking in the background. And I'm listening to a story. And then something happens in the game where I just I use this thing called a limit burst, which makes me stronger. Then I hit him with one move, back. and he instantly dies. I'm, a, I'm one shot. But then he instantly dies afterwards. And everyone watching and in the party, I think the baby was there. I think, was it Jamil? No, Jamel wasn't there. There was a few of us there. Everyone just starts laughing. I started screaming. He starts and Jose wasn't watching, so he had no idea. He just heard everyone screaming all at once. <laughs> no, my favorite part is after you were done screaming, you said, so what were you saying about Tucker? As if nothing happened. We just went right back to the cop. <laughs> it was the moment outside of Gang Beast that was funny. Gang Beast is the best. Yeah, that is a pretty fun game. But I think that's a good wrap for what is Game we Chat episode everybody? two. Oh, did we not get everybody? Did anybody have? Demon Days didn't go. Yeah. Beater Demon didn't go. go. Beater didn't go. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Go ahead and. Go, Beater. Go ahead. Oh, yes. All right, I'll go. Um. So besides the gaming, <laughs> besides the moment that Bob uh, Food was mentioning about uh, lightning, or uh, <clears throat> the guy putting up the bubble <clears throat> is <clears throat> is the guy putting up the bubble is Redacted. I remember uh, playing Rainbow Six Siege, and we got a full squad together, and I remember I ran up to one of the support characters to get a heal, 
who is probably Puth. And I asked for a kill on it, and instead he <laughs> shot me between the eyes with a revolver. <laughs> and then when I asked for a heal, I was on the ground. He hit me and shot me again. In my defense, in my defense, that that thing that he shoots the healing darts with looks suspiciously like a gun. They're very similar. <laughs> in my defense. In my defense, but Poppy Poo did go on and win the match for all of us. So it really was a, you know, the strongest choices require the hardest wills or whatever. The strongest exactly. choice it was a soul for a soul, you know? Yeah, exactly. soul yeah. I used the stones to destroy the stones. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that would be my favorite gaming moment right there so far. That's a good one. DJ? Did Jose go? Oh, um, my favorite gaming memory would be around last summer. And it would be just getting back into my love of gaming after not being on for about a year and a half. And just playing playing with uh, some really cool people and just enjoying it all over again. Falling in love with gaming again. That's awesome. Jose's last one, right? Pretty funny, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who Jose? I'm gonna cut. I'm, I'm gonna make mine's a little short because it's not a very long story, but it is pretty funny. You kind of had to be there. It was oh, okay. really <laughs> funny. I mean, it'll still be funny. There? <laughs> Nobody here was there. Nobody who was here. I don't think. I don't think. But it was really early on in Fortnite. Really early on. <gasps> Oh my God. I think she was there. No, I wasn't here. <laughs> Headphone it was, it was really early on because um, team damage was still a thing. You can still damage your teammates. This Those is like early season two, <laughs> way back then. And uh, one of our friends, uh, Big Red, and another one of yeah, our friends, one uh, another one of our friends, Marcus. They Big were on out. Marcus at your boss. We were all in a Fortnite squad together. I don't remember who the fourth was. I don't know if we had a fourth. Sorry, I don't remember. Okay. But irrelevant. Um, oh yeah. Ooh. To this story, it's pretty irrelevant. Well, we're just walking as a squad, and I forget what happened, but they start to argue, and in the game. Big Red threatens Marcus, says, do not come close to me. I will, quote, put you down. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess Marcus just wanted to test the waters, so he kept getting closer, and Big Red kept warning him. And eventually Marcus took out his pickaxe and hit Big Red, so he damaged him (laughs) a little bit. And the next thing I see, I was looking at both of them, Big Red did a quick 180, the fastest 180 I've ever seen in my life. And just one pumped him to the head. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> and he did warn him. <laughs> he did warn him. He did warn him. And uh, Big Red just proceeded to run off. Never to be seen again. Just ran off and. And uh, the only thing he said is, I did warn him. And then after that, he stopped <laughs> did warn him. Marcus was literally speechless. <laughs> <laughs> no voice. I mean, it was expect, he did warn him. 
Yeah, he didn't it warn was him. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, that was pretty great. Definitely awesome. the best Fortnite moment. <laughs> so, so that with that, I think that's episode two, a wrap. Um, thank you for everybody that's joined the the voice channel uh, today. Just give you give a final shout out, Thaby, Demon Days, Jose, Beater, and Angel. We're all here to talk about these topics today. So thank you guys for being here. No problem. Thank you, Poppy Always food. fun. Poppy Pepper. Poppy Bless. That's um, the episode right there. The that is the episode right there. Can we get the last word? Last so. word, thank you. Those are your points, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Ooh, Don't, worry. <laughs> Don't worry. So, I mean, the last word here is that going off our topic in the beginning of the episode the, based on society is that um, maintain some gamer etiquette and uh, some internet etiquette. And that's uh, that's an important thing, about, especially now when uh, in, the internet has become such a big part of our lives. Uh, remember that um, you're talking to other people on the internet. Um, it's not robot. It's not a robot, or they're not a bunch of robots. Uh, maintain the same etiquette that you would if you're talking to. Respect that other person keep on the other. End. Keep yeah. You respect that other person on the other end, um, as you would do yourself. Uh, respect yourself. Respect everybody else. Um, I think that's the biggest thing to that's the should be the last word of this episode and the most important topic about this episode of this episode. So thank you for listening to Game Chat episode two. We hope to see you back next time um, with a new cast and uh, new topics to talk about. So thank you. Happy blessed. And that's Game Chat signing off. Game Chat is a podcast series from the log. So if you enjoyed, please like, please follow, and please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. Go and visit our merch store live now with a bunch of designs and styles. Listen on YouTube if you'd like a transcription of the episode. And always, always remember to laugh a little.